Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with your news update here on Fantasy Sports Radio. Well, Russell Wilson says despite a hard April 15th deadline for contract talks, he's not going to play his biggest card. Wilson says he won't hold out, and he'll be with the Seattle Seahawks through every day and every workout. The 30-year-old has one year remaining on his contract with Seattle, a four-year, $87.6 million deal, and it's believed his new deal will exceed the one of Aaron Rodgers' contract. He's the highest-paid player in the league at $33.5 million a year. Wilson spending his entire seven-year career in Seattle, leading them to a Super Bowl. The feud between Conor McGregor and Khabib is getting nastier by the second. After Conor McGregor insulted Nurmagomedov's wife, the UFC champ came back today calling Conor a rapist. McGregor is currently under investigation after a separate woman, not his wife, accused him of sexual assault in December in his native Ireland. McGregor shockingly retired from MMA last week. Khabib is uh, one of many skeptical of his sincerity. Hump day, we got a lot of afternoon baseball action. This one in the Brewers beating the Reds 1-0. What a pitching performance by Freddie Peralta. Eight innings of two-hit ball, 11 Ks. If you had him in your DFS lineup, you were smiling. Alex Wilson picking up the saves. Games in progress. Washington leads Philly 6-4 in the top of eight. White Sox up on the Indians 8-1 in the top of nine. They were big dogs. Colorado and Tampa scoreless. We're now in extras top of ten. Kansas City, they lead Minnesota 6-4 in the bottom of seven. Arizona, San Diego scoreless top two. Now we get to games on the way. Just about to get under get started right now. Tigers at Yankees 405. Yankees minus 190, 9.5. Boyd versus Loisania. Baltimore at Toronto. Jays minus 158.5. Tarns versus Shoemaker. At 610, the New York Mets are minus 220 at Miami. 6.5 low total. DeGrom and Richards. 705, St. Louis and Pittsburgh. Yar. The Pirates, 115, 7.5. Nicholas versus Tyon. 720, we have the Cubs taking on the Atlanta Braves. Braves minus 130, total 9. Leicester versus Tehran. 805, Houston minus 220 at Texas. The total nine in that game, Cole versus Minor. And at 10.07, Boston laying 140 at Oakland. Total eight and a half, Eovaldi versus Estrada. One more, San Francisco at the Dodgers. Dodgers laying 200, seven and a half year over under, Holland versus Stripling. The Cleveland Indians have given manager Terry Francona a two-year extension through 2022. College hoops, Murray State star John Morant will declare for the NBA draft. Morant became just the second player in Division I NCAA history to average a double-double with points and assists. He averaged 24.5 points and 10 assists with Murray State. He's a projected top three NBA pick behind Duke Zion Williamson. CBI championship resuming tonight. Best two out of three. South Florida leads to DePaul in the series one to nothing. DePaul laying five at home tonight. 146 is your total. Monster night in the NBA. We got lots of games here. Indiana at Detroit. The Pistons are three and a half, 205 and a half. Knicks and Orlando Magic laying 12 and a half, 212 and a half is your over under. Chicago at Washington, the Wiz minus 10, 226. Philadelphia, they're laying three at Atlanta, 238, high over under there. Boston, Miami, straight pick them, 213. The Raptors are minus two at Brooklyn, 227 and a half. Charlotte minus three and a half at New Orleans, 231. Minnesota at Dallas, the Mavs minus one and a half, 226. San Antonio and Denver, the Denver Nuggets laying 5-2-13. Utah, their 10-point favorites at Phoenix, 220 is your total. Memphis at Portland, Blazers minus 10 and a half, 217. And Houston minus one and a half at the clip joint. LA Clippers, uh, yeah, playing some good ball. 229 is your total there. And NHL news, the league and the Players Association agreeing to a one-year extension on the controversial playoff format. So any potential changes are going to be implemented no sooner than the 2020-2021 campaign despite many players critical, a lot of people trashing the system, including us. Just three on frozen water tonight. 
Ottawa at the Rangers. Rangers minus 186. St. Louis, the Blues, minus 150. Smooth. St. Louis, 50 at Chicago. Total six in Calgary, laying 170 at Anaheim. Total in this hockey game is five and a half. Stay tuned to Red Heat and Rage, everybody, hosted by Gabe Morenci. I'm Cam Stewart. Our friend Mark Lawrence joins us to talk about the Final Four. And Gamblue, our buddy from Arizona, stick around. It's going to be a fun-packed show. It's Wednesday, but, man, we bring the heat on Red Heat and Rage. Stick around, everybody. Coming up next, Gabe Morenci and Red Heat and Rage. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions. Red Heat Rage Radio has a begun. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. iHeart now on YouTube. I'm Gabriel Morenci. Throwing it down in New York. The Raging Redhead Cam Stewart uh, holding uh, down the den in uh, defending the den. Um, busting defend up the bunker. The den. Defend the defend den. The What's den. up, Cam? I like that. I'm doing pretty good, Morenci. Uh, Interesting uh, afternoon baseball action. We're going to have a busy afternoon. Yankees game getting uh, set to go off, and so is the Blue Jays. So your neck of the woods, my neck of the woods. We got afternoon uh, sports action, which I love. Miss our old days with the World Cup uh, soccer. Uh, betting in the afternoon, it's uh, one of our favorite things. Yeah, you know what? Uh, well, that's that's the beautiful thing about uh, baseball. Uh, if you're a degenerate gambler, there's always going to be uh, afternoon uh, baseball, for the most part, a couple of times a week at least. Wednesdays, uh, Thursdays. Uh, normally as well. At least early in the season, you get these afternoon games. As you mentioned, the New York Yankees, uh, minus 180. Uh, Toronto Blue Jays, minus 154. And I hate to admit it, but call me Captain Chalk uh, because I laid uh, I laid the price uh, with both teams. I already went over to the FanDuel uh, Sportsbook uh, earlier in the day, and I've got a piece of the Yankees. I, you know, I'm not hot. I haven't bet on the Yankees. I bet on the Yankees once this year in the first game of the year. We laid a run and a half and we won. And I backed off since. And I hate I hate jumping on. I hate, like, uh, betting against hot teams. But the thing is, the difference is, I haven't lost two or three days in a row with the Yankees. That's yes. the difference. Yeah. You'll be a you little more I mean? hesitant like if different. you're laying 400 yeah. with these guys. <laughs> exactly. Be, uh, no, so I now I'm like, all right. They haven't won in a couple of games. It's 180. I didn't lose on them uh, before, so I'm not down with the Yankees. I think they're going to get it done uh, this afternoon. And the Toronto Blue Jays is kind of rolling the dice here, Cam, to be honest. like that, That's is, a degenerate it, play. I got the Blue Jays and the under. <laughs> honestly, Gabe, and let's be honest, it's uh, probably not the smartest of plays. Good gamblers will tell you it's not a great bet. But uh, some things, uh, the line also went down. Uh, I think I'm not sure where you got it, but it went down to around 50. I know it was 60 cents when we did the morning show hit today. And uh, I like the way Shoemaker uh, pitched in the first game. Uh, we know about Nate Carnes, kind of a journeyman pitcher with Seattle and now with Baltimore, but we got to give Baltimore credit. They've really been exceeding expectations. Mancini hitting 450, VR hitting 333 early in the season. Dwight Smith, all these guys that are so-called chumps are well. And the only problem is one guy that's always a problem, Chris Davis, over 12. He's been slumping for the last couple of years, but got to give the Orioles credit. They're battling. They've been a juicy dog so far. Yeah, the Baltimore Orioles are actually, um, they're plus 814 on the units already. We're not even one week in. They're already up. I know. Eight, eight Baltimore units. Baltimore bookies. Ugh. Imagine you're a bookie at Baltimore. Baltimore. It's tough to win money in that town. I tell you, man, these guys are going to be losing their minds. 
<laughs> a lot of uh, bookies in Baltimore this week. Uh, their phones are going to be off, Cam. Their, their phones going to be off. If I was, if I personally, I'm just saying, if I was owed money from a bookie in the Baltimore area, I'd probably whatever your payday is, I'd be, uh, I'd be going to the bus station. <laughs> I'd be hanging around the bus station. Just keep, keep your eye on the, the departures. Yeah, I'm you telling see Jerry you, I, I swear. Greyhound out of town. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where's, where's Billy? Up, oh, I'm a Billy. I don't know. He left. One way ticket. Um, I saw it firsthand in Montreal, dude. There's a lot of Greek people in Montreal. And uh, Greece were like 80 to 1 to win the uh, the Euro Cup the year they won it. And the thing with Greeks is whatever, man. Greece were terrible, but every Greek in Montreal put like 10 bucks, 100 bucks, 500 bucks, 200 bucks, and they won. Every bookie disappeared. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. As uh, Conor McGregor continues to make a jackass uh, of himself uh, in the late night hours uh, last night. Uh, I don't know what this dude's uh, problem is. Uh, Probably cocaine, uh, maybe HGH, maybe too much proper 12 whiskey. uh, But uh, whatever it is, the dude's pretty... uh, Yeah, he's he's deranged. And uh, uh, Khabib has responded uh, online, actually. Which he probably shouldn't. You should probably just look the other way and take the high road at this point, or just like sort of kill him uh, after. Um, but uh, he's you know he stepped up and in and uh, threw some uh, some high heat. Uh, but we'll get to that a little bit later on with Lou from Gamblu.com. Let's bring in uh, Mark Lawrence, who is uh, one of many who is mourning the loss of the Alliance of American Football League. Mark Lawrence joins us. Uh, Mark. Too bad the league's gone. I know uh, you were very successful. It was a strong, at least you'll have positive memories of the brief run of the AAF. I will. I'll hold it fondly, Gabe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> short but <laughs> short but sweet. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm a little bit surprised, though. I'm, you know, online at AAF.com, and not one word of mention about, you know, the suspension, the news that's in the media, so forth and whatnot. If you went to their website, You'd think that the games were still going to be played this week, just the way that they've got everything laid out there. Hey, you're exactly right. I'm looking at it right now. They have the schedule set up, and uh, there's not, you're right, week eight power rankings. Yeah, everything's fine. It's like Baghdad Bob. The infidels have been beaten away. Uh, And you know what's crazy, too? It would have been a big week for them, uh, guys, as uh, CBS had them slated. And this wasn't even planned because, you know, the CBS said, yeah, you know what? We got the uh, we got the final four on Saturday. So why not uh, show the AF game leading into the final four? So it would have been a big showcase week for them 
uh, once again. It's too bad they just couldn't get uh, the couple of weeks, but me and Cam talked about this yesterday, Mark. Uh, Steve Spurrier says they should be uh, named the champions of the league because they were 7-1. and one. If they were 8-0 and they were undefeated, I'd crown them champs. But since they lost Arizona, I can't do it. <laughs> well, they were, uh, they were uh, arguably the best team in the league. There's no doubt about that. Uh, favorite every game. In fact, they won the yards in every game they played. Uh, and they would have been the odds-on favorite to, to win the championship. But it doesn't matter. It's all just a moot point. And, uh, you know, it was, it's a shame because, <laughs> you know, we had such a good handle on that league. It played so true to form. And especially if, you, if you're a stats guy and you like the statistics and you can see the phoniness of some teams like the San Antonio Commanders. I mean, that team, you know, they would win games and get pushed around in the stats every week and they still come favored. Uh, things like that, you know, that's just worked out so well. But, uh, hey, you know, I'm going to blame Big Brother for all this, the National Football League, because they wanted this to be their developmental league and uh, ended up partnering with the AAF in doing that, but pulled the plug because they didn't want to supply players to the league. Uh, and they got all into the uh, legalities of of that, about the practice squad players and their tenure and compensation and so forth and whatnot. So, you know, the bottom line is it didn't appeal to the National Football League, and they booted them to the side, to the curb. Well, the, the National Football League put it on the NFL Network. They wanted to see some stability uh, before. And as you stated, there, there's a lot of – there actually are a lot of hurdles to just take a football player and make him play like um, – there's actually, you know what I mean, there's off-season workout rules. What happens if he gets hurt? If he gets hurt, who covers it? If he gets hurt and he gets severely hurt, is he cut? Who is he covered? Is he covered with the NFL? Like, there's, there were so many so many angles. It's too bad that it wasn't more thought out. But I can't help but think like the Orlando Apollos or like the 1994 Montreal Expos. They had the best record. We'll never know if they would have won. <laughs> and nope. I always tell Expo fans that, too. Like, the Expos were killing it that year, man. Like they were like forty games over five hundred or something, when uh, when when the when the when the, the strike uh, happened finally, but would they have beaten the Yankees in a World Series? We don't know, you know, we 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 you know we just we just don't know. But what we do know is that there's a Final Four, and I know that the Raging Redhead is uh, is enjoying the Final Four matchup as uh, Cam's got a Virginia ticket and uh, Texas Tech in a bracket pool. Uh, as well, the question is, what happens now? And uh, we have one team left standing, Mark, uh, with your your elite eight elements, the Michigan State Spartans. Yeah, that's going to be put to the test this year, Gabe, because they got to win two games to go two and zero to keep that, <laughs> you know, to keep that elite, elite uh, element eight uh, element alive. And uh, you know, they have the moxie; they're favored to do just that. Uh, It'll be interesting to see when they do play the championship game, if it's them in Virginia, you know, what they're going to make the odds in that basketball game. But, you know, the bottom line is right now I think Michigan State appears to be minus one. I think it's going to be one or pick. It's going to be basically depend yeah. upon a lot of what we see on Saturday, yes. Yeah, Mark, I'm, I'm a little bit scared. And watching Michigan State, uh, they did so many things against Duke. And, Texas Tech, they're known for the defense. They, they're they great. They have wicked players. That guard, Moretti, the Italian kid, has been money, too, ever since his parents uh, flew in from Italy. Uh, this guy's just been knocking everything down. But Michigan State, they're, they're, they're big inside. You saw what they did to Duke in that game. They hit clutch shots outside. I'm kind of worried, Mark. I need Texas Tech. But uh, you in the playbook, too, you're like, uh, put the brakes on. Michigan State, uh, 
well-pedigreed, too, older coach, players that know there, been there, done that, and uh, this is kind of new territory for Texas Tech and the program, despite being a good team. Michigan State, uh, they've had many, many, many wars this year. Yeah, there's an avalanche of good numbers for Michigan State inside this week's Final Four Tournament Guide. And, you know, one of them being not only Tom Izzo's success in this tournament, when he's been favored after winning and covering his favorite, he's never lost a game. He's 22-0. and 0. Uh, The other one 22 is 22-0. 22-0. Unbelievable. Jeez. Yep. Oh, That's kind of tough. I mean, you know, I mean, if he wins and covers this game, he'll – be 23 and all going into the te- into the Virginia game on Monday night, uh, but the one that really got me, guys, was this: is that uh, somebody had mentioned that uh, never had a team won the NCAA basketball tournament if they lost in the first round of their conference tourney. tourney. So I ran that into my database and I took first round conference tourney losers and saw what they did if they by chance happened to make it to the Final Four. Ten teams have been in that role. All ten teams have lost in the Final Four. One and nine to the spread, collectively. Zero and nine running. So that's kind of the role that Texas Tech inherits this week because they tripped out in the first round of their Big Twelve tournament. Wow, that's why uh, Mark Lawrence's database uh, second to none strong. And um, yeah, there's just there's a lot of numbers uh, as well. Uh, and uh, how about teams, uh, Mark? Uh, how about uh, teams that uh, have cashed as underdogs going into the Final Four uh, as well? I see there's some angles. Three and thirteen straight up, five and eleven against the spread in the you know, uh, uh, since uh, 1995. You mentioned Tom Izzo's numbers. It seems like all the data is against uh, this Texas Tech team stylistically as well. Texas Tech have done a great job sort of bullying teams and. Now, just being physically tougher, willing themselves to victory. They're extremely difficult to deal with in the paint. But if there's one team that can play a physical brand of basketball, it is it is the Michigan State Spartans. And another thing, guys, that there's a big correlation this year. If you look at the final four, there's no none of these one-and-done kid teams. Like all, most of these players that are left, uh, guys, are pretty much like veterans. You know, you look at Winston on the uh, on, on on the Spartans at Michigan State. Um, you look at Virginia. There's just a lot of experienced players here. Michigan State are a very experienced team, Mark. Yeah, we saw Duke bow out to that this year. Uh, Kentucky, uh, maybe not so much one and duns as they have been in the past, but still three freshman starters for Kentucky. Uh, all the freshmen with Duke, none of them got this far. So as you mentioned, your experience has gone a long, long way towards getting these teams into the Final Four. All right, it's hard to believe I would have lost this trivia question. I wouldn't have been able to stump the Schwab. But I'll save the question for the other side and uh, see if, uh, if Mark Lawrence and Cam Stewart are up to the uh, up to the test. Game time decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio. Detroit Tigers have a runner on second base in the second inning with from the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
right, sharp dressed man. I guess uh, this is dedicated to uh, to Mark Lawrence. That's uh, congratulations is uh, in order. Uh, Mark Lawrence uh, was at the Florida Derby and had a little bit more success uh, than than we did uh, with the Florida Derby. Congratulations, Mark. No, no, listen, you were at the race. I saw the pictures. Um, great stuff. And, uh, Yang, remember, Mike goes on, Mike goes off, buddy. Um, we saw the pictures uh, of of you and the crew throwing it down um, at, uh, at Gulfstream. Uh, but not only that, you uh, you uh, you won the race as well, Mark. Cashed uh, an exacta. Is it true? An exacta and a trifecta. To end the great day, a uh, couple of guys from Vegas, Marco D'Angelo and Ralph Michaels from Wager Talk, came in, and a couple of my buds from Philadelphia were there as well, and Mark Jr. So we had a great time, and then it all ended with uh, with. Hit, being able to hit the exacta and the trifecta in the in this Florida Derby was a $500 exacta and a $500 yep. uh, trifecta for a 50-cent ticket. So it ended up being a pretty nice day all in all. I'd say it was really a great day. Wow, yeah. Isn't that great, Mark, when you take the exacta and the try and the favorite gets it done? Like, Because I, I tend to do the same. You know, you're boxing it, and you knocked out the two guys. There. Who's the jockey? Luis Saez? What a beautiful ride. Front to the back, and the other horses couldn't couldn't make up the ground. That was a beautiful trip. Great performance. Yeah, it was a great ride by Saez. And uh, you know, the funny thing is, is that horse three months ago was running in a sixteen thousand claimer race, and now yeah. he's going to be one of the favorites in the Kentucky Derby here in a month or so. Yeah, don't it's tell just, me uh... that. <laughs> Can you believe that, Moretti? I don't, That's I, I, I don't need sixteen thousand dollar claimer in the Kentucky Derby, and our horse. Uh, yeah, he almost dies when he runs. It's just. Sometimes we, life's we not fair, right, Mark? <laughs> we raced against $16,000 horses. I guarantee you, none of those horses are winning a Kentucky Derby. <laughs> no, they're not winning anything. <laughs> Barn race. Our horse couldn't get, like, through the, like, wouldn't make it around the track. <laughs> no. <laughs> who who was your horse, guys? Which, yeah, our, which horse was your? Our, tra- our trainer would come back to us. Sorry, sorry Gabe. Uh, he heard his hoof around the third turn, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. Thanks, thanks Cal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll send you a video, Mark, actually. Uh, yeah. We have a video of our horse winning a race. Our horse oh, is nice. Conflict Diamond. Yeah. He was great. Conflict Diamond. But unfortunately, I got, he raced at Woodbine and uh, Erie and uh, Georgia, Downs. Georgia Downs. And uh, I don't know. All, all Barry, whatever. All, all those sort of harness on, on the Northeast. We were all over the place. We 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 start we started we were winning, but when he came back, he he couldn't win. So we started moving up to lower and lower tracks. <laughs> Finally, like yeah, and we still we were finishing in third. Six thousand like five hundred dollars were like, oh, God help us. Yeah, it was like all right. I think help it's time us. to sell. Took a beating, but I don't need to tell you, Mark, about the horse industry, right? I said that's the best part of the horse. I love betting the ponies, but God, don't don't own a horse race. Uh, don't 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 buy a, a racehorse, Mark. You you can advise people of this, right? No, not unless you've got money that you want to throw away. Uh, open up the window and just <laughs> throw it out the window. <laughs> yeah, just burn uh, it. Give it to Yes. <laughs> yeah, like even the people that win the Kentucky Derby and stuff. I know once in a while, like that sleazeball. What was his name? O'Brien. You know the controversial guy camp from a few years ago. Well, was the guy. Uh, he was still like a trainer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Well, you know, once in a while, the, 
yeah, O'Neal. Once in a while, there'll be a guy like him or, you know, hey, we got lucky. We paid 100000 for this horse. I know you get this Florida Derby stuff, but for the most part, it's all like, you know, Saudi Arabia, the government, and United Emirates, and the Sheiks, and all this oil money. Bob Baffert. And they're really losing. Yeah, they're losing. Well, Bob Baffert's training them, and they're just, they're losing money in the long run. They're buying every time top prime, like, uh, um, you know, stud, so to speak. They're impregnating a lot of horses. You know what I'm saying? And once in a while, they, they strike gold uh, with one of them. But uh, before we get back to, to the final four with Mark Lawrence, I figured you guys would like this. April Fool's Day. April Fool's Day was just uh, the other day. Ooh, Tom Brady announced he's retiring. Oh, yeah, real funny, Tom. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, w- I wish you would mean it. <laughs> but uh, there's never good April Fool's jokes. That's why I didn't do it. I didn't do one. We didn't have a good one. I couldn't, yeah, whatever. I woke up past, uh, you know, I, I did the morning show. I'm like, I'm, I don't mess with this stuff. So here's a funny story, though, from Mike Wise. Uh, you know, New York columnist covered, covers the Knicks, covered the Knicks forever. He goes, true story. Um a Cleveland Cavalier cheerleader once came up to me during the 1990 during the 96 season during a Knicks game. She said, "Are you Mike Wise from the New York Times?" "Oh my god, I read everything you write." I went up to talk to her after the game and she blew me off. I walked into the Knicks locker room after and Patrick Ewing smiled at me and goes, "April Fools." <laughs> <laughs> that's a yeah, that's good. That's that's nice. creative, right? That's- you that's send a hot cheerleader up to like the beat writer, and he's all like goes up to her after the game. Hey, how, how you doing? You want to go for a drink? Well, guy's thinking, ooh, she's a like, cheerleader likes you. you. Yeah. yeah. She strokes him and tells him she wise. reads everything he writes. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Patrick Ewing nice. just grins. April Fools. <laughs> you know, I heard a great April Fools joke going back to Mark uh, Cam about uh, remember Mort- Morty Anderson, Morton Anderson, a kicker. So. Morton Anderson considered himself quite the dresser and ladies' man, you know? So um, they actually told him that, um, they actually told him that that, uh, Playboy was coming to do a feature on him. And, you know, they they wanted him to bust out his best, his best, uh, his best look. I guess Morton Anderson showed up at, he showed up at the, uh, the Superdome. And like tight leather pants, like matching jacket, like a leather suit <laughs> and like boots. <laughs> and he was all excited. He told everyone, yeah, I'm doing a photo shoot with Playboy. They're doing an interview with me. <laughs> they were like, no, no, you're, you're not, Morty. Like we made it up. <laughs> like uh, it was it was like a, it was like a gag. That's uh, a good story. So. All right. So. Michigan State. I think Michigan State's going to get it done. It's going to be tough as hell. But I like the, the, the matchup. I like the uh, I like the matchup uh, against Texas Tech. I think Michigan State have the mental toughness. They have the experienced point guard. That's one thing. Texas Tech, Michigan's point guard play was pathetic. Xavier Simpson was terrible. Texas Tech have overwhelmed other teams' point guards, and they make too many passes in the paint. Michigan State are an experienced team. I don't think they're going to fall for the same traps that a lot of other teams did. I think Michigan State are going to get it done. Mark Lawrence's database says Michigan State. Cam Stewart's heart and uh, and wallet is praying that it's Texas Tech. Now, Auburn and uh, Virginia, Mark, what do you make of this one? And I was going to say earlier, 
Here's the trivia question that I would have gotten wrong. Um, the question is, true or false, Cam, the Virginia Cavaliers have never won a Final Four game before. True. Yeah, it's true. They've never won. I set it up uh, like that. I should have asked it a different way. Sure did. Thanks. Yeah, no, you said. <laughs> I should have said, oh, I never would have guessed the answer. Uh, yeah, true's <laughs> the answer to game. Thanks. <laughs> They've been to the Final Four before, but, yeah, they kind of twice. haven't won, but. Yeah, I think you guys, I think, and Mark's database, I think Twice, you're right, though. But the they thing, lost both times. They did. And and reading Mark's uh, de- uh, beautiful, beautiful Final Four right up there, a great stat, too. These guys, 9-0. and So these games outside of uh, Charlottesville there, Gabe, when, when six-point favorites or under, 9-0. and So Virginia, they're... You know what I mean? It's one of those things we talk about them. They grind out these wins there, Mark, but the numbers in the database kind of like uh, the situation, and so do I. Auburn without their best player, and I'll tell you about Auburn is, if they're not hitting their threes, they're done, and they will be frustrated against a suffocating defense. It's a, I think it's a bad matchup for Auburn going up against Virginia. Against Virginia's defense, I agree, Cam. And uh, you live by the three, you die by the three. They've lived to get to the Final Four with the three-point shots. It could be a different case in this game on Saturday. I also uh, like the fact that we've talked so many times before about how a team rallies around a, a, a lost star player for the game that he's out, the first game he's out, and they play above their level. Everybody does. Auburn did just that when they took down Kentucky. Now game two without that star player is oftentimes always a different result, and I think that will end up being the case for Auburn in this game against Virginia. Uh, Mark Lawrence with us, um, playbook.com. You can get the newsletter with a wealth of information and NBA information uh, as well. Uh, before we get you out of here, uh, Mark, we got a minute or two uh, left. Uh, we've been in such college basketball uh, mode, uh, but uh, we got a game tonight, actually, Mark. It's the, you know, do you see the zigzag theory in effect here at DePaul? Backs against the wall. South Florida can win, uh, win, the, win the title tonight if they win. In Chicago, they're getting five and a half points. A lot of people are sort of thinking it's the automatic zigzag. What do you make of this one tonight? Well, the zigzag inside this CBI tournament itself has worked really well because they play a best-of-three championship series. And teams that are uh, in game two off of a loss who are not double-digit favorites like DePaul, they're 7-2 and two straight up end of the number to come back and stay alive in the tournament here. I think DePaul's got the makeup in them. I think they can get the win and the cover here tonight. And I wanted to bring this up. Uh, to, uh, NBA playoffs going to be starting uh, not this weekend, but uh, the following weekend. And uh, this is dangerous. Uh, ESPN reports that the Milwaukee Bucks are the eighth team with 45 double-digit wins in an NBA season. That's unbelievable. They've won 45 or more games by double digits, man. Every time, the last seven times this has happened, every one of those teams won the NBA title. You'll get great tidbits like that, plus uh, other information like the Chicago Bulls are 7-1 against the spread against the Washington Wizards, and the Washington Wizards are 0-4 straight up and against the spread in the series with same season triple revenge. All from the Coffee Club, playbook.com. Thanks, Mark. In my pleasure, guys. Enjoy the games. Be, be well. Thank you. Hey. 
hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Thanks to Mark Lawrence uh, for joining us on the show. Uh, talking about Tom Izzo and his success. How about this? Uh, Tom Izzo has 275 more wins than any other coach in this year's Final Four. Unbelievable. 275. And Bennett's good, too. Earl, like, those are some good coaches there. Unbelievable. Uh, we should, I worry about we should also no. I'm hedging. We should also note that 17 of the last 18 national champions, with the one exception was UConn, 17 of the last 18 NCAA uh, tournament champions, there are eight elements that you need. You have to be a one, a two, or a three seed from a major conference. See, Gonzaga, bye-bye. We talk about it, Cam. You and I have talked about this all year long, and, you know, we talked about it while Gonzaga... They, they compete when they play against good teams, but I really do think they need to move to a better conference because they're, you notice when they play good teams, it's always a close game suddenly. And yep. they're not used to playing in close games, right? Like if you beat Pepperdine by 28 and, say, like, you know, and you're playing exactly. against uh, Santa Clara every night, okay. Hey, Pacific. Yeah, you, you, can, you can beat Duke when you play them, but... It's going to be a close game, and you're not used to that tightness. You know what I mean? Like, you're you're used to killing teams. So, like, never like, oh, shit, we're down by six with four minutes left. They're never down by six with four minutes left. So they never have that panic. They need to play in a better conference. I, yeah. I, I don't think it's going to happen, but, you know, Gonzaga no, by. Right. So 17 of the last 18 uh, champions, eight elements, a one, a two, or a three seed from a major conference. Average 73 points or more. Give up 73 points or less. Uh, on an average scoring margin of seven points or more. Face the top 75 schedule. Have a coach with six or more NCAA tournament appearances. And at least one Elite Eight appearance. Were in the NCAA tournament the year before. Or if you weren't in the NCAA tournament before. You have an All-American player on your roster. And there were five teams that qualified that could potentially win the, tur- the tournament this year. Tennessee, Kentucky, um, Duke, and uh, who was the other one that got bounced? Uh, who was the other top seed? Uh, oh, North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina. Yeah, North, North, North Carolina. And there's only so there's only one of these teams left standing on a trend that is 17 and one cam. The Michigan State Spartans. I don't know how I'm going to handle it. Like, I think Michigan State's going to win, and I'm going to bet on them to win. I'm I'm going to roll it over for real too. Instead of playing the 165, you know, you roll it over, you're going to get about plus 220 or so. And I really am going to roll it over, but. I'm not going to enjoy watching them win, but 
this is where it comes down to money's money, Cam, right? I think they're going to win. I'm getting them at, uh, you know, I'll end up getting them at about plus 220. Because if you take the money line against Texas Tech, and then you consider that there's going to be a pick them, or they're going to be like one-point underdogs against Virginia, and you roll that over, it turns out to about plus 215, plus 220. The math cam is better to roll over than taking a smart plus 165. It is, and I've already done my math and looked at my combinations, and I can't hedge both. I I have to make a decision, and my decision is, and especially after seeing Mark's book, I can't, I need Texas Tech and Virginia, but I'm not going to be taking Auburn on the money line. My one hedge is with Michigan State. Virginia gets there, and then at least I have one team in the final, and I can do it again. If I have to do it with both, Gabe, it takes a significant chunk out of the money. But hey, winning like five, you know, seven hundred, a thousand, whatever the hell it is, going to be better than nothing. And I told Billy the Doorman that, you know, I'm getting older, and I, hopefully we're getting smarter. And to me, it might not seem like a lot, but a thousand dollars takes care of a mortgage payment, bills, all sorts of other things. You know what I mean? It's just. Uh, I'd rather, if you go this far in an event, walking away with nothing seems stupid to me. Why would I do that? Now you have to hedge. Oh, no, you're exactly. Uh, I, I, can't, uh, I can't disagree uh, with that. Listen, that's been our problem. It's been a big problem for me. I can't put words in your mouth, uh, but, you know, we all have our issues when it comes to gaming. And we do. Picking winners, picking winners is, like, almost the easier part. It's actually managing it, it and... Managing your Correct. bankroll, managing your your emotions, um, knowing when to like you know step up, when to step back. There is a um, there is it's a real it's man it's tough to uh, it's 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 tough to to do. Yet one of my issues is I've always sort of thought big. You know what I mean? I've always sort of thought like I don't want to win just four hundred bucks on an NFL Sunday. I want to win 3,800, you know, or, you know, same thing. Like I always just think, ah, big deal. So I won 200 bucks today or, you know, you won 180 bucks or you won 700 bucks or I'm never happy with it. I'm always thinking, well, whatever, man, I want that night. I won $8,000 or I want, I want that time. I went 20 and oh, and I won, you know, and I won that. And you can't get that all the time. It's unrealistic. And you got to look at it. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And it I was is. talking with T-Bone about this in the Vegas days when um, he was, uh, you know, professional card counter. <laughs> and, yes. and basically <laughs> somebody taught. So basically it was a hustler that taught him to count cards in Vegas. He basically passed it on. He goes, I want like, and he goes, you need to pass this on to someone else. Because he goes, I hate these, uh, these son of a bitches. He goes, beat them. You know what I mean? So this hustler guy taught him. Like, it's not like T-Bone. Like, it was basically in Vegas. Some hustler guy taught T-Bone at the table how to count and, like, how to do it. So, and he also told him, don't get greedy. And it was this guy told him this story. He basically stated, listen, if you try to hit him and you, you start going around everywhere and you're nailing them all the time, they're going to get you and you're going to get barred from everywhere. For sure he you goes, are. don't get greedy. He goes, uh, leave. If you've won 200 bucks, leave. He goes, don't win more than 200 at a casino. They'll catch on. And he basically stated, and there's nothing wrong with winning $200 a day. He said, don't play anymore for the rest of the day. He said, I'm not just talking about leaving a casino. He says, if you get up $200, stop playing for the day. And 
you or I would never do that, Cam. Imagine you and I, and you're going to be in Vegas next week. You win 200 bucks at 2 in the afternoon. <laughs> you're not stopping. Like, oh, yeah, I'm no, done. God, Lisa, no. let's, let's, it's my let's, run. Let's go for dinner. It's my run. Of course. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Exactly. you look? It's good, yeah. But look at it, But Gabe. I'm just going to say, let me finish, Cap. Yeah. Let me finish. Yep. I'm just going to say, you walk out of there. You go into the casino. You bet on sports, whatever. You play the tables. You win $200. You put it in your pocket, and you walk out. You don't gamble anymore for the day. You add up $200 a day. At the end of the year, you made $71,200. Which, that's more than the cops make. That's more than uh, nurses make. That's more than uh, a lot of people make. All right? Yep. Um, that's a good job. $71,000. And basically, you're a pro better. And you're not really even living a ultra, oh, my God, my life's on the line all the time. Because that's the way I, you would think. If I want to make money betting on sports, I better get a bookie and start risking $5,000 a game. And I've, th- I've thought like that. Well, I'm never going to get anywhere just winning a couple hundred bucks. I gotta, I better get $5,000 credit and bet 1500 and 2000 a game and stuff. You know the drill. But you just heard the number, Cam. $200 a day, buddy. $71,000, 200 your change. Yeah, I was funny. Before uh, you finish your story, I was just going to say, what's wrong with $1,400 a week? That's exactly, and you gave me the yearly figure. What is wrong with $1,400 a week? That is a good job. You don't. That is your money, cash money. It's almost like, say, you know, here with the taxes, it's like making two grand, Gabe. You know, two grand a week. That's pretty good. You can live a pretty comfortable life. It's tax free. Do the things also. that you want to do. Tax free. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. they're not. Like, they're not asking you for anything when you're cashing your your two hundred dollar winner. You you don't get hit yeah. up with that. I'm not saying. I think we're getting a little bit better, but there's still a lot of work to be done. I get smarter sometimes, but there's always a time where you fall off the wagon and you got you can't you can't do that. Like Super Bowl was an example of kind of like when you're at your account, you go, no, I'm all in. And uh, having the all all in mentality, I don't think over time is, is a smart way to be. You have to be very disciplined. Hey, we're going to be in the game for a long time, so we got to be smart about it. Hey, we take a lot of punches. Eventually, we'll figure it out. But you know what I mean? It's a learning process, man. Everybody's different, too. Me and you love the rush. We love action. We're not like Pozzola, you know, like like he's very robotic in what he does and stuff like that. I want to I want to throw more money on a television game. I want to bet on this horse racing. I want to try to hit the superfecta instead of just you know but let's taking be a real. couple horses. You know, that's what we do. Let's be real. It's hard. That's though. why I'm sitting. That's why I sit uh, in a room with no furniture. You sit in a house with holes in the wall, and Pozzola's like yeah. renovating his game room. Absolutely Got a new Juventus autograph jersey here in frame, right? Like slow and steady no, wins in gambling. I um, give him a lot of credit. But not for everyone, that. yeah, great approach. Not everyone's, uh, not everyone's a wild man and a degenerate like, uh, like our main man Bob in Vermont. Bob likes the rush. He likes to put all the money on the table. What's up, Bob? Hey, Bob. Uh, hey, Gabe. Uh, how you doing, guys? Good, hey, Bob. What's going on, Bob? How, how you doing? You just wake up? No, guess what happened to me last night? Guess who I got to talk to on YouTube last night? Dick uh, Vitale. I was, I was going to guess Bon Jovi, but uh, all right. Dick Vitale, no, nice. No, not Bon Jovi, no. Dick Vitale. Bon Jovi. <laughs> oh, He's an awesome guy. You had him on your show, Gabe. 
Yeah, what, you're yeah. a big star? What, you're interviewing Bon Jovi on your YouTube channel now? No, not Bon and, Jovi, uh, Dick Vitale. And, and, Dick, and Dick Vitale. How'd you speak with Dick Vitale? Well, I have another friend that does YouTube channels, and then um, his name is Rover Sports, and he had him on his show. And they called his show up and then talked to the old Dick Vitale. He All was right. actually good in stuff. studio when they were talking to each other. Nice, nice. It was good. You don't say. He ex- he enjoyed myself talking, you know. You sound hey, Tim, like uh, you you've doing? been smoking. You've been smoking weed all day today, oh, Bob. You sound pretty laid back. Kush. <laughs> I didn't been smoking oh, Kush. Kush. No. No, I haven't. Not at all. I'm not. Nothing. We're not judging. No, I like Kush. I have some Kush. My friend wants. Is to it legal in Vermont yet? Well, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Uh, legal, yeah. So. My uh, friend gets it uh, medically, so he shares oh, yeah, his yeah, cushion with us. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Got to get that medical it's, it's card. Cush. So uh, you think, I can't believe the Yankees lately. They can't win anything lately. The Yankees are up one nothing right now. They just scored. Lots they of just injuries. scored. Uh, I know. That's I'm good. not watching the game yet. Yeah, but then they lost to Baltimore too. Games that's serious. They're two and three. But the Red Sox keep on losing. That's good for us. Red Sox keep on. Red Sox are going to win today. No, they're not. They're going to lose. Who's pitching tonight? Who's pitching for the Red Sox? Uh, It's uh, Eovaldi versus versus Estrada for Oakland. Estrada. Oh, not Eric Estrada from Chips. No, Welcome. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, um, Michigan State's going to win it all. Yeah, it's that a good, good, uh, good thought, yeah, Bob. Thanks. Good yeah. thought. Yeah, I'll <laughs> thanks, call you tomorrow. Thought, Please answer me tomorrow. Yeah. I call right, him this morning. I'm not that famous for you, right, Dave? <laughs> Dave, you're awesome. You've got to up. Dave, you're awesome. Dave, you're awesome. I'll have my I'll have my picks tomorrow. Okay, guys, have a great night. Pick up up when Bob calls, gay. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Red Heat Rage on Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. Uh, Cam, I just heard you uh, sharing a home run. Who hit a home run? Yeah, your your boy. Guess who? The the the, the new uh, Mr. Millionaire, Randall Gritchick, a second bomb of the year after oh, yeah. getting the big Gritchick, contract Cam. yesterday. Gritchick's the Jays' best player now. Damn right he is. The guy's looking good. He was a huge prospect with... Uh, the Cardinals, he just has a strikeout Cardinals. problem. If he could figure that stuff out. Uh, yeah, Gritchick, when he played for uh, St. Louis. You remember? remember what the problem was there? 
It was his father. And yeah, his Grichuk, brother? his father, his father's like really overbearing. It was like he's like a high school oh. coach, swing expert. And so yep. basically, he's telling his son, "No, no, don't listen to the hitting coach." And you know what I mean? No, no, they're messing with you. Finally, you had to tell his dad, "Hey, you got to back off." And if you recall, Grishik didn't like playing for Tony Larusa. Another like basically, point. he said Larusa is insane. But Larusa is like Bill Belichick, right? You know, he basically stated that if you smile in a dugout, like Larusa thinks you don't take it seriously, and you're he's a nut job. If you strike out once, like he stay, gives you a dirty look, and you know, whatever. Like he's Tony Larusa. It is what it is. So, you know, he, he sort of, you know, he had a personality problem too, and he's really fit in with Toronto though. It's a good fit for him. He's been playing, been playing good baseball. Um, so NHL, uh, we'll talk a little NHL hockey with Lou from Gamble, who's going to join us talk UFC as well. But um, our boy Pierre LeBron reports uh, that the NHL is discussing the playoff format. Um, They're aware of its flaws, but um, the earliest it would be changed would be 2021. Yep. Due to to the fact is um, if they changed it next year, not next year, but the year after, Seattle's coming into the league. True. They're going to have 32 teams. So they're basically just going to, they're going to reshuffle things when they have 32 teams. But the owners being the cheap bastards that they are, it's funny, LeBron (laughs) says that they're against the one through eight format. They're against the one through eight because of travel. Yeah, man, these guys are cheap, man. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Right, Dave. They say stocks are cheap. Maybe the NHL ownership, uh, they're cheaper. And you said it. Is this a professional league? Get that. Figure it out, guys. Okay, we got baseball action everywhere, fellas. Big one earlier. The Brewers taking out the Reds one to nothing. Freddie Peralta, eight innings of two hit ball, 11 Ks. Alex Wilson's the save. And we have a winner. Washington just took out Philadelphia. It was tied 8 8 now. The Nats win 9 to 8. Uh, walk off bottom of the ninth. They get it done. Nationals over Philly. The White Sox, the biggest pooch on the board, beating the Indians eight to three today. Corey Kluber getting rocked for Cleveland. Colorado beats Tampa one to nothing. Pitchers duel that a final in eleven innings. Games on the go right now. We have Arizona and San Diego. They're scoreless in the top of five. Yankees up on Detroit one to nothing. Bottom three. Toronto leads Baltimore two to nothing. Gritchett just went deep for the Jays. Next game on the board, Mets minus 220 at Miami. Six and a half, the over-under low because of DeGrom and Richards. 705, St. Louis and Pittsburgh. Pirates, yar, minus 115. Over-under seven and a half, Mikolas and Tyon. 720, we got the Cubs and Braves tonight. Braves are laying 30 cents. Nine, Leicester versus Tehran. 805, Battle of Texas. Houston versus the Texas Rangers. Astros, 229. Cole versus Minor. 1007, Boston laying 40 cents at Oakland. Eight and a half, Uvalde versus Estrada. And San Francisco is at the L.A. Dodgers. Dodgers minus 195. Seven, the over-under. Holland versus Stripling. 
The Cleveland Indians have given manager Terry Francona a two-year extension through 2022. College Hoops, Murray State star John Morant will declare for the NBA draft. He becomes the second player in Division I NCAA history to average a double-double with points and assists. What a year. 24.5 points, 10 assists. Morant projected to go in the top three in the NBA draft behind Duke Zion Williamson. CBI championship tonight. Remember, this is a best two out of three. South Florida leads the series one game to nothing over DePaul. DePaul laying five at home right now. 146 is your total. Russell Wilson, we heard the story yesterday, and today he says, despite a hard April 5th deadline for contracts talks, he's not going to play his biggest card against the Seahawks. Wilson says he won't hold out, and he'll participate in every single day and every single workout with the Seahawks. The 30-year-old has one year remaining on his deal, four years at $87.6 million. It's believed his new deal will exceed Aaron Rodgers' contract as the highest-paid player at $33.5 million a year. Wilson spending his whole seven-year career in Seattle. The feud between Connor and Khabib getting nastier by the minute after Connor McGregor insulted Nurmagomedov's wife. The UFC champ came back hard today at Connor, calling him a rapist. McGregor is currently under investigation after a separate woman accused him of sexual assault in his native Ireland back in December. McGregor shockingly retired from MMA last week, and Khabib, one of many skeptical to say that retirement is Bush League. Monster night in the NBA tonight, Indiana at Detroit, Pistons 3.5, 205 2.05.5. We have the Knicks at Orlando, Magic laying 12.5, 2.12.5. We have Chicago and Washington, the Wizards, 10-point favorites, 226 year over-under. Philly, they're laying three at Atlanta against the Hawks. Ah, ah, 238 is your big over-under. Boston at Miami, straight pick, 213. Raptors, minus two at Brooklyn, 227.5. Charlotte, minus three and a half at New Orleans, 231 is your total. We got Minnesota and Dallas, Mavs, small favorite, 1.5, 226. San Antonio at Denver to play the Nuggets. Nuggets 5, 213. Utah minus 10 at Phoenix, 220 is your over-under. Memphis at Portland. The Blazers laying 10 and a half, 217. And Houston minus 1 and a half at the clip, 229 is your total. As Gabe just mentioned in the NHL, the League and Players Association agreeing to a one-year extension on the controversial playoff format. So any potential changes are going to be implemented no sooner than the 2020-2021 campaign, despite many players coming out trashing the system. It does need change. Just three on four frozen water tonight. We got Ottawa and the Rangers. Rangers, big favorite, minus 180, over under six. St. Louis taking on Chicago. The Blues minus 150 on the road, over under six there. And Calgary laying 170 at Anaheim, five and a half. Stay tuned, everybody. Our good friend Gamblu drops by to talk to me and Gabe on Red Heat and Rage. We got picks, DFS, and a whole lot more, too. So stick around. Gamblu coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. Already into level two on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. We appreciate uh, you joining us. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, um, iHeartRadio, as well as uh, now on YouTube. And uh, I'm just getting an email here. Cam, we were just talking about this book yesterday in which uh, Rick Riley wrote a book about playing golf with Donald Trump and uh, somehow got 244 pages out of it. Um, and he's booked for the morning after tomorrow. <laughs> Who, Rick Riley? Yeah. Well, a little, a little bit put off, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I say, yeah. 
and then be one. I just saw the he pop up. Like uh, I saw when I saw Riley, I was like Pat Riley. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, you're all excited. Uh, I was Rick like Riley. Pat Riley. I'm like that's yeah, right. I was thinking Miami Heat playoffs <laughs> or the the legend Pat Riley, Rick Riley. Rick Riley. Well, I guess I could ask him, how did you write a full book about playing golf with Donald Trump? <laughs> Donald Trump. Yeah, that's a, actually an excellent question. Rick, you got a you lot know, of material. Like, <laughs> should have been a page or a chapter. You wrote a book. I'm going to say, I don't, yeah, you're pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty skilled. You got to you got to you got a book out of this. Quite a wordsmith. I could. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I saw this email at the end of the last segment, and I don't know, like, if yeah. people realize, like, yeah. like it sort of threw me off. You know what I mean? I'm talking. I sure. Look, I just see the name Riley, and I'm thinking Pat Riley, and I see Rick Riley, Donald Trump, golf book, 11, 10 a.m. And I'm like, like you yeah. got to be careful. Like, do you guys listen to the show? Yeah, when I hear yeah, when I hear Riley, I think oh 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 O'Reilly. Maybe you want the guy from O'Reilly on the auto parts guy. Hey, they they had the they had the race last week. Yeah, they they obviously aren't listening, Marenzi. Already someone in the chat. Anybody that uses Donald Trump's name to write a book is a douchebag. See, <laughs> we had a good we had a good run there yesterday too. Yeah, it's like. Uh, you know what, Marenzi, maybe they do it, do it just to see what you'll do. It's like, who did Gabe rip uh, yesterday? Oh, yeah, yeah. Get, try to get him on the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Orville, Orville did who, this to me did, once who, who before. <laughs> Orville, Orville did this to me once before, man, with the Cincinnati Bengals. Once I went yeah. on a Bengal, I always go on Bengal tirades, but it was, like, really bad, man. I went off. It was, like, Monday Night Football type thing. They played on Monday Night Football. I went off. I called them a bunch of thugs and convicts. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, spazzing out type thing. And the next night, it's like uh, we had Pac-Man Jones on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what the hell? Hey, Pac-Man, how was West Virginia? I'm like, like hey, Pac-Man, how you doing? <laughs> at least this was before he shot people at uh, in Las Vegas. Because uh, remember, remember when we were with Heath Herring? And yeah. I don't know how it came up, but remember, like I said, uh, we we're talking about the NBA in Vegas or I don't know, whatever, man. Like, but I basically stated, I said, yeah, man. I said, uh, shit got crazy when uh, I said I had Pac-Man Jones on my show. And then right after people got shot at the All-Star game, he's like, yeah, he shot my friend. It's <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, yeah, he shot my friend. <laughs> It's like uh, he's Herring's buddy. He was a bouncer at that strip club. And not set, I'll tell not you, set pro sports back like 10 years in Vegas that weekend. It sure did. Anyway, you said it, man. This Blue Jay game is a ghost town. We have a problem with attendance in Toronto. It is embarrassing. Yeah, we'll hit that on the other side. Lou! From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
Pebble Beach Association. Detroit Tigers, New York Yankees now tied up at one. Tigers have runners on first and third uh, with two out. Wild baseball game in Capital City. Uh, Washington Nationals went back and forth. I saw national betters crying about this. Nationals win 9-8. Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, up two nothing uh, right now, and the Baltimore Orioles were on the Jays and the under uh, in that game. Uh, we actually have a piece of uh, San Diego as well, but uh, we'll get uh, we'll get caught up to date as far as uh, the baseball is concerned a little bit later on. Let's get to Hanger quickly in Toronto, and then we'll bring Lou Gamblu.com uh, in. Hanger, what's up, Hanger? Hanger. Hey, what's going on, fellas? What's going on? I'm just uh, I'm sitting back here. I'm uh, you know I had some grub. I'm having a beer, but uh, I really wish I had some of that Bob Kush. Jesus, that was sitting back. Vermont. Wait, they have good weed. Yeah, Bob Vermont. A sprinkle with opium. Oh, that guy was medicinal. Man, he was wow. Wow. Give me that straight. You know that? Yeah, yeah. Vermont's not a bad place, man. Very hilly. You got to walk up and down some hills, but you know. I Vermont's love Vermont, beautiful. actually. Vermont has uh, in- incredible skiing. If you're on the East Coast, you want to get some real skiing yeah. in, uh, that, that's a great place to go, man. It's, and I remember as a kid going there, I went to the Ben and Jerry's factory. Holy crap, man. I ate like fucking <laughs> four or five pints, dude. Nice. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, like uh, maybe Vermont might have to consider Vermont uh, on the retirement list, the, the retirement debate. Oh, you'd be, Close ha- to Montreal, you'd be too. happy there. Coast of Montreal, lots of foliage, access to green, good life, Gabe. Uh, It's actually a lower lower stress, too. I think uh, you'd like it. It'd be pretty good. Vermont's a winner. I could go to Vermont Catamount basketball games. True. Yep. Burlington, Vermont. That's going to be your your go-to. And Chief Ben and Jerry's. Good NCAA hockey. Oh, Chief Ben and Jerry's. The factory was like the death of me, man. Man, you and an ice cream fan. <laughs> I saw your picture, your uh, Twitter, Hanser. That gyro looked pretty delicious. I was, uh, I was starting to salivate. Nice score. Yeah, great, great gyro. Oh, it was amazing. I, right. I actually took Gabe there that, hey, Cam, I took Gabe there that 12 or 10 night when he was lit. And I don't know if he remembers oh, yeah. if oh, I the night after the, the DeMarco Rosen. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. <laughs> it was very good. <laughs> I was yeah, under the influence, yeah, but it was, yeah, no, well, listen, it was, it was, you're in the middle of Delicious. Greek town in Toronto. You can't go wrong. But, uh, no, that was the best, that's the best Slovakia that I've had in the city of Toronto. That, like, comparable, uh, comparable to uh, NDG uh, in Montreal. Home of the Greek. <laughs> Home of Jimmy the Greek. That's All right, Andrew. Okay, don't so talk, uh, a couple of things. No, no, don't worry. I won't choke. I'm a veteran. Settle down, okay? First, first off, Cam, just a, 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 quick, a quick banger, okay? Do you see that our new manager for the Blue Jays intentionally walked Chris Davis? Like, this guy batted yeah, 180 last year. He doesn't have a hit yet this year. He's, there's yeah, he's Jesus Sucre batting behind him, and he intentionally walks him. I, 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 yeah, I, I, I want to give the guy a chance. I want to believe in right. him, but, like, that's Unsolved Mysteries. Are we talking to Hanser or Babano here? All right. Uh, thanks, Hanser, for the call. we got to get to Lou. Gambler. Yeah, love you, buddy. Hey, thanks, Hanser. We'll get to the Blue Jays manager after we talk to Lou. Sorry, Lou. Uh, Hanser's drunk. You know, what, what can you do? 
<laughs> no, hey, I think the guy brings a lot of energy. I was enjoying you guys' discussion. Uh, no, we, we we appreciate the call, Hanser. Hanser's one of our better callers, actually. Hanser's our, he's our uh, boy. Yeah, we love him. Yeah, the bar's not that high. <laughs> so, like, he's he's like, uh, like Hanser <laughs> brings it. Uh, well, oh, we, we love Hanser. About, I remember you talking about the Sublaki, I think it was last week or maybe two weeks ago. Yeah, well, that's it, Suvlaki. I guess you can call it a uh, gyro. Um, it's, you know, a hero. No, hero, hero uses hero meat, and a Suvlaki uses lamb. Suvlaki is way yeah, better. Yeah. You could do yeah. pork or lamb. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I prefer I prefer, I prefer gyro, so I know it's more of a manufactured lamb hybrid meat, but I find it tastes better. That's just me, though, Lou. Most people go for Suvlaki. I'm a gyro man. And then you've got hey, your donor. You, ever, you know what a donor is? Yeah, the, yeah, it's, the dog sitting, it's the dog sitting next to the stand that's about to be the next Sivlaki. Good point, Lou, but it's delicious. I love Donair. No, but it's like, throw enough hot sauce and cucumber on it, and it, it goes down good. <laughs> it's sure like, uh, though, like, you know, a submarine, a hoagie, a hero. You know what I mean? Like, when Homer's like, I want to live. I want to eat a sub, a hoagie. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, it's all, all the same thing called, called, called different things. But uh, nevertheless, nevertheless, uh, so, Lou, we'll get to the fights, and I know you're more of a let's get to the fight guy, and uh, we, you know, we can't bet on on the news of MMA, but, you know, we have to bring it up here. You know, Conor McGregor, we can say, you know, we've talked about his demise and his personal instability, uh, I'll call it, his personal instability, yet when you start getting into the religion stuff, he already went down the terrorist road and whatever. He crossed the line with Floyd Mayweather. He, he It was clearly racist. And it's just, it's repeated. But, you know, when you're talking about a guy's wife and not even, you know, Chell Sonnen said, hey, you know, tell your wife to make me a sandwich uh, when I get to Brazil. All right. You know, that's one thing as opposed to, hey, you're married to a towel. And, and, and then secondly... Khabib has just responded here in the last couple of hours on Twitter and basically showed him, showed Connor groping a chick and said, you're a rapist and you're going to face justice soon. Like, this isn't, uh, this isn't good for the sport. This isn't good for anybody. But Connor is pretty much a lowlife, Lulu. And what bothers me about it is, and I did a little, I bitch about this this morning, not to get philosophical too much, but that it's just sort of accepted as, oh, the, the Twitter war has taken a next level, or Conor McGregor's talking smack. Conor McGregor's dropped racist stuff before. You know, there's 1.6 billion Muslim people in the world. You know, I've made nearly 2 billion. You're getting into, you know, you're, get, you're getting into a dangerous territory now if you're Conor McGregor. I mean, I, I thought he retired, Lou. When he's not getting arrested, he's retired. And when he's not doing that, he's offending people. Like, and he's not getting a pop out of this at all. Like, if, even on his own Twitter, like, even his own fanboys are embarrassed at this point in time. Most of the tweets are like, hey, Connor, go do another line, bro. Uh, people are sending him video of him getting his ass handed to him, of him saying, hey, it's just a business. I was just trying to sell the fight as he was trying to get Khabib to stop murdering him in the cage last time. Like, Connor McGregor, it's hard to, you know, he really is stepping into clown territory now, Lou, in my opinion. Well, uh, 
you and I have had discussions on many occasions about what meteoric fame and wealth, riches and notoriety can do to a young person, especially a young fighter that comes from a dire poverty situation. And so uh, it's a tragic story. Uh, I hope uh, what appears to be happening is, is not what it appears to be. Uh, I'm no judge, but he's, he's showing signs that we've seen through history that only lead a man to a complete and total uh, devastating effect. And I prefer that the guy, you know, clean up, get away somehow, protect his money so that he's got wealth for the rest of his life and his kid's life and get his act together. But young people uh, are hard to tell what to do. And it's impossible to tell the champ what to do when they bring in their own money and, uh, you know, seemingly they are on top of the world. It's it's a blessing, but a curse at the same time, and a tragic story. Well, he's going to be—he's going to have to listen uh, to people telling him what to do pretty soon, because at this rate, yep. there's going to be prison guards telling him what to do. Yeah, it's uh, going to be the man. The man's going to tell yeah. him what to do, and I'm telling exactly. you, you don't want that. Playing with fire. Yes, he is. All right, we'll take a quick break. And uh, listen, Khabib is saying he wants to fight the winner of, uh, of Max Holloway and Dustin Poirier. So we'll hit that and more. We'll get into the best bets. We'll talk some NHL hockey, playoffs around the corner. UFC 236. Next. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Decision. Ready Bridge Radio continues. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. All right. Uh, we're also on uh, YouTube now as well. We're in conversation with Lou Gamblu.com. Uh, it's uh, UFC 236 State Farm Arena in Atlanta, uh, Georgia. Max Holloway versus Dustin Poirier. Uh, two badasses. Um, you know, what, what can you say, man, about uh, Max Holloway and the run that this guy has been on since. Uh, he hasn't lost since he fought the aforementioned Conor McGregor. That, that was all the way back in 2013. And uh, what an incredible run, Lou. And, you know, you and I both wondered about his well-being. A lot of people wondered about concussions and other health issues uh, with uh, with Max. But, uh, man, the guy is just, he's Hawaiian tough, man. He's, they don't make him like Hawaiians, man. These Samoans and Hawaiian dudes, they're, they're, they're yeah, tougher right, than, uh, than the rest. They really are. They, that great point. They are. They it is. It is I a great they're... point. They're natural fighters, and and they seem to have an ability to be able to take a shot. I mean, it's really unbelievable when you look. Uh, UFC one forty three in two thousand twelve. Poirier and and Holloway fought, and it was Holloway's first fight. 
in the UFC. And, uh, and, and so there's, you know, there's some revenge here. There's two dynamic, talented fighters uh, here, uh, each kind of with his own angle. Uh, there's a lot of storyline, and it, it sets up to be an outstanding fight. It really does. So right now, the odds, Max Holloway's getting respect from the, from the market, uh, Lou, the odds makers in the market. As uh, Max right now in the uh, the 230, 235 range, uh, favorite against uh, Poirier right now. What's your take? Uh, we know you like to walk the dogs. Do you, do you see a live dog? Uh, a di- I should say not a dog, but do you see a, a diamond in the rough, Lou? His nickname yeah, I, is Diamond. I, I, uh, can't. See, that's, that's that's exactly like, well love, done. <laughs> that is oh, thank you, good, thank you. It's a great. It's that's an outstanding play on words. So, you know, you, you you look at some of Holloway's, you know, he was minus 270 against Aldo the second time. That fight was somewhat competitive. He was, you know, he was minus 140 against Ortega. He comes 230 against Poirier. To me, I think the number uh, is a little bit insulting to Poirier, uh, quite honestly. And uh, I, I'm just going to sit back and kind of watch this. Uh, both are talented. Uh, Max has developed more since their first fight, just because it's been his first fight. And he's a, such a young man still. Uh, but Poirier is no slouch and also, I think, has a more sophisticated, complete ground game. So I, I really like Poirier, and I, and I want to watch it. And I would have to say between, now, you know, that fight's a week from this weekend. So, uh, you know, between now and the and next week when we talk, Gabe and Cam, uh, I'll be sitting and watching. But my strike number's close. I'd say at plus 200, uh, I, I may take a bite out of Dustin Poirier uh, and then continue to wait and monitor. Um, you got to believe, Dustin, Lou, that the market – the numbers got to be coming down a bit, right? I mean, it's not. It Who's can't go up any higher, right? So I, I imagine if you like Poirier, probably better to do it in advance. But it's always risky betting MMA uh, in advance. Normally, this is a hell of a nor- hell of a card though in Atlanta here. It's a it's a great card, but normally, as we just like NFL or, or you know many sports, if if you want the chalk, you want to get it early. If you're on the dog, normally. You're going to wait until right before they fight to try and get the best price. That may not be how this one works. I'm looking at five dimes where Max opens at 2.30, and that's where he is now, but it's been percolating all over. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of volume or not a lot of uh, a bet wager allowed this early. So we'll have to wait until next week to see. But uh, both that and the co-main event on that card are, are awesome-looking fights. Gastelum and Adesanya uh, go, going to be a fun uh, fight. Yeah, I, I look forward to uh, to this card uh, next uh, next week. All right, see, that's on the, uh, the 13th in Atlanta. I, I don't want to live in the past, but our, our Scottish friend got it done for us uh, last week. Hey, buddy, nice big pooch with our boy Craig. Yeah, in one of the worst oh, fights okay. in the history of the UFC. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that, 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 that was a great fight. I'm glad you guys talked well, about that, it that because I watched it with Lisa. 
it was uh, on TV. And, uh, you know, Gabe, I got a lot of other sports going on with the with March Madness stuff. It was absolutely fantastic. I, and, and the back, I love Ishii, man. That guy's a, quite an entertainer. What a, what a, what a fight, man. That guy really, uh, he blew my mind. That was awesome. Yeah, he blew, and he blew Lou. my bankroll. <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry, sorry, Lou. Dude. No, <laughs> Lou, Lou. okay. Hey, it happens. I had Emmett. I was watching but, a fight, uh, Lou. I was watching a fight, and, uh, you know, we should have sent you a link, actually. It's been a little while since we've done it. So, we're, you know, we're watching a fight on Saturday, and I'm having drinks, and I'm on Barbosa, <laughs> and as the fight starts, Lou, they're gone. And I'm screaming, like, at the TV and into my computer, basically. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, 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 don't do this. Don't do this. Like, the, the last thing you want to do with Gaethje, Cam, is stand there and just trade. And fight balls. with them. Oh, no, that guy's, he's yeah, a killer, like, the man. guy's a street fighter. He's a nut job. I know. That's what he wants to I do. I know he can wrestle, but he wants to just, like, turn it into a brawl. And Barbosa, like, Walked right into it. Just there, let's start swinging. He didn't wipe just have a kid or something afterwards, too. Like, he wasn't wasn't mentally there. Like, you looked in his eyes, you could tell, like, Gaethje, it was just, he wasn't, like, when the fight started, when I saw them in the octagon, I go, this guy's not winning this fight. Sometimes you get the look, and uh, he had the look of, like, you know, it didn't have that killer look. Gaethje's not great, man. It's just whatever. It's like a home run hitter. You swing for the fences, strike out sometimes, you hit a home run sometimes, Lou. That's true. Yeah, and, and and I would say as I look back on that one, I'm I, I, I'm really kicking myself for taking Barboza there. Number one, he was the chalk. Number two, uh, and I'm going to say this bluntly: uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu-based fighters can be bullied and 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 pushed and backed up, and I knew that. And Barboza's had a history of it, and I didn't. And I missed, and I had Barboza, and that that really, really chaps me. But I did pick Barboza here a week ago, so I want to stand to it. But as a competitor myself, I need to do better when I I know better. So uh, all you can do is just keep grinding away. We do it too, Lou, in the hockey betting and everything. That's that's the thing. That's why these sports books are there, right, Gabe? Like, you got an angle on things, but things don't go according to plan a lot of the time. That's why the sports books are, they got a nice handle. It's tough. It's tough to, to, well, it, to hit uh, winners all. It's, you know, it's like Bobby Knight. You know, Bobby Knight uh, was asked when he, when, uh, when he set the all-time record for most wins for a college basketball coach, um, if he remembers every win. And he said, God, no. But he goes, I remember every loss. Every loss. And yeah. he was serious. Yeah. He said, I could tell you. And Bobby Knight said, I could tell you what happened in every game I've ever coached that I've lost in. He goes, I can tell you the scenario, what happened. You know what I mean? The ref, my guy missed a shot. Like, whatever. Like, he remembers every single game. He goes, I don't remember the wins. He goes, I, I don't remember the wins. Like, and, you know, that's a real competitor, Lou. And I'm the same way. Like, you just talked about it, man. Sometimes, man, bets I don't make, grind my gears for days, and it's not even the money. It's just like, man, you knew better. Why did you do that? And exactly. the UFC the UFC can really humble you in a hurry like that because it's not a three-hour game. It's, you know, like, and it's that sinking feeling that you know, Lou and Cam, you know, though, you can tell early, man, whether you're on the wrong, wrong side or right side of a fight. I usually can tell. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, shit. Hey, oh yeah. I, I knew that sinking feeling, Lou, in your pit. You're like, oh shit, oh, yeah. I'm on the wrong guy. <laughs> you know, yeah, I got like, the wrong guy. 
I got the wrong kid. I, I, I knew it 30 seconds into this Barboza fight, to be quite <laughs> honest with you. But the one thing I will say about fights is that after studying everything, really it's one man against another. And if I can correctly understand or know for however reason that one person is going in there totally focused and with everything on the line fully prepared, then if you can find a good dog price, you, you take a swipe at the guy going to give his best effort. In many ways, I find the integrity of the gamble better than an NFL game or a hockey game or a team game where I have to rely on offense, defense, special teams, individual plays, a pitcher, call-outs, managers, et cetera. So for many reasons, I've always been passionate about fights, but I have a high expectation, as we all do, and it chaps me when I lose in anything. Um, we have a statement from uh, from Dana White. Um, oh. All right, so, of course, just a quick uh, quick uh, catch-up. We know how much they hate each other, Khabib and Connor. Um, Khabib's wife's never been seen in public before, and she wears uh, the, the head garb. And Connor basically found a picture of his wedding and said, you're married to a towel. Um, Khabib has responded uh, saying that you're a rapist and justice will soon find you. Uh, Dana White has just released a statement saying, I am aware of the recent social media exchange between Khabib and Connor. The ongoing situation has escalated to a level that is not acceptable. We're taking necessary steps to reach out to both uh, athletic camps, and the situation is being addressed by all parties internally. Um, yeah, as no doubt uh, they use like their. <laughs> that's what he said about when Connor threw the dolly, and then he used it in the video yeah. promo. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Great promo. You want entertainment? All right. We'll take a quick break. Uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll hit some NHL hockey, a little NFL football on the other side with Lou Gamblue.com. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. This is '70s uh, Radio Retro Day. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Major League Baseball season now in full swing. It's time to swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball with DailyRoto.com. Become the eighth $1 million winner and another one of the countless number of people who have won hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, and even hundreds of thousands of dollars using DailyRoto.com to help set their DraftKings and FanDuel lineups. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. And you'll get lineup alerts, projected ownership percentages, weather updates, fantasy projections, the use of the lineup optimizers that have already produced millions in DFS winnings. That's the 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your special 10% discount today. Game Time Decisions continues on Fantasy Sports 
uh, radio network, iHeart now on uh, YouTube as well. I'm Gabriel Morenci, throwing it down with Cam Stewart, Lou from Gamblue.com, uh, joining us uh, on the show. So, uh, Lou, I don't know if you heard, I'm sure you did, being in Arizona, but um, the uh, Arizona Hotshots are no more. The Alliance League is no more. And uh, quite frankly, as much as I love you, Lou, maybe if you went to a damn game, they'd still be there. Yeah, well, uh, right now, uh, I'm an old, old saddle. And the butt print in me is pretty much established. And, I, you know, there's no way uh, I'm going to any kind of football this time of year. If I go anywhere on a Sunday, to be honest, it's up to turf paradise, and, and I'll uh, simulcast some Santa Anita races. Ooh. I haven't done it much this year. I haven't I haven't been able to do it much this year because Santa Anita isn't running. That track is all screwed up, which is another whole story in itself. But uh, I do yeah. like the horses this time of year because I'm square at it, and I, I, I hit a few exactas and tries, and I give a lot back. But I have a couple beers and a few sandwiches. It's a great experience, but... As far as AAF, uh, it, it, it's just it, it, it's unfortunate for all the people and players, I guess. But I mean, how thin do you got to be that you you got to fold up before the first year even completes? I don't mean to sound critical, but it just sounds oh, right. like kind of a knee-jerk thing to begin with. Yep. No, you're you're exactly right. I can't. Uh, there's there's no 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 disputing that. Um, so you mentioned, uh, yeah, it's terrible what's going on over at Santa Anita right now. 23 horses now, guys. Up to 20, 23 freaking horses um, have now have now died uh, there. It's, you know, they they got to figure this out. But uh, it's funny. I was at the Meadowlands earlier in the day uh, to KM, and I thought of you, actually, because I saw um, – I actually ate lunch, and I hung out. I didn't even go to the – I went to the sports book. But I went old school. I had the grilled cheese and fries today for the first time in months. Um, and I sat with the horse guys, the old guys. So I sat on the horse track yeah. side. And, uh, I love that side. Love it there. So I, I saw, um, I saw, of course, uh, the Kentucky Derby prep races continue. Last week, we just had Mark Lawrence on earlier. And Mark actually won with Maxim Security and, and uh, Bodie Express and had Code of Honor. Mark won the exact and the trifecta at Florida Derby, and he was there at the race. Uh, but it continues this week, guys. Uh, the Japan Road to the Kentucky uh, Derby. The uh, Fukuyuru Stakes. Uh, we got the Wood Memorial. Yep. We got uh, the Bluegrass. Santa Anita Derby. Cardinal Condition Stakes. That's the uh, European Road to the Kentucky Derby. The Lexington, the Kentucky Derby Championship Series. And then finally, the Arkansas Derby. Uh, I miss the Louisiana Derby. Oh, yeah, that's always uh, that's always one. That's a big one, too. But, yeah, I'm looking right. forward to the Derby, guys. And, in fact, I saw the Meadowlands. I might do it, Cam. I'm going to li- live it up a little bit this year instead of cheaping out. The Meadowlands has, um, in the grand ballroom upstairs, 60 bucks, 60 bucks drinks and buffet for the Kentucky Derby race day. Oh, that's great, man. That's awesome. Yeah. 60 bucks. Well, why not? Uh, fill, yeah, and I'll get, I'll get, get your yeah, I'll be up on. there in a nice suite yeah. there and stuff. Yeah, why not? I think that's great. That sounds like nothing but fun to me. I agree, Lou. I agree. No, the thing about the Kentucky Derby, Gabe, is it's one of the best betting angles, too. When I was down in Vegas with Blessing, you can bet this thing so early, and you, you have basically like 200 horses to choose from, and 
if you know the horse yeah, game, you, you could pick out a guy. Oh, yeah, like 115 to 1, 125, 60. A lot of these things, a lot of those horse players, they do the futures there before the big race where you're getting a horse at 5 or 10 to 1. It's a great way to attack it, buddy. And uh, I know a couple of people that have been successful that way. You know, you get the, get the early odds and you get a really nice number a lot of the time. I stand correct. Yeah, another... There's no booze. Oh, no booze. booze. Yeah, uh, they couldn't. They'd go... Still good. <laughs> I st- yeah, They'd yeah, go busted yeah, if still... they did it that way. You buy your own, uh, you buy your own booze, and that's perfect. So, uh, fifty-four dollars. Menu features you, barbecue, barbecue glazed steak, Ooh, strawberry yeah. field salad, fried catfish, yeah, mac catfish. and cheese, and more. Sure, bring a knapsack. A couple of bottles no, of vodka would be included in the more. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, there's nothing better than a horse, you know, a full day, a, 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 a busy day at the racetrack. There, I got to tell you, it's, it's, it, there's nothing better. I grew up with it in Omaha, Nebraska, at a track called Exarbon. Uh, we all worked there in our in the summer. Uh, when I worked at a swimming pool actually, and as soon as it got to 59 degrees, we closed that some of a bitch down would take the, all the quarters out of the pop machine and go to the horse track. What a bunch of degenerates we were. I love the horses. <laughs> Lou. Oh, that's why you're gambling. <laughs> yes, sir. That was a, the quarter. Smart. Uh, all right, Lou. So we got a couple minutes left here before we get you out of here. Uh, Lou likes to lay down on the hockey playoffs. So finally, the season's coming to an end. And thank God, mercifully. So the playoffs... I don't know when the playoffs start. Maybe the playoffs start like what next Wednesday? Tuesday. Type thing? Oh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Are we six days away? Really? Tuesday, yes, sir. This regular wow. season ends Saturday, and Tuesday they drop the puck for round one. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, Tampa and Columbus would be the matchup right now. Boston and Toronto, Washington and Carolina, Pittsburgh and the Islanders. Um, looks like much. Yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh and the Islanders seems to be kind of locked into, along with this uh, this Bruins and the Leafs. Um, in the West, Flames Avalanche, San Jose Vegas, Winnipeg Dallas, Nashville St. Louis. I tell you, Lou. Listen, I know you're on Tampa and you got the big future. I'm kind of thinking that a team's going to win from the East, guys, because the West is just going to kick the crap out of each other. Like, it's it's just it's too much of a battle. Like, San Jose and Vegas is a war. Um, Dallas and Winnipeg is going to be a freaking war battle from hell. Colorado and Calgary, it's going to be the same thing. Like, Nashville and St. Louis, like, every series, like, and even after the teams in advance, it's just like a war of attrition out West. I know that I'm not saying the East is easy or anything, but don't you guys agree that these teams out West just beat the crap out of each other so much? Cam, what do you think? I'll tell you what I think, uh, Gabe. I think we're going to find value from a betting perspective in the West. All the teams that are favored are cold right now. Calgary have big, big time problems with Riddich and their goaltender, Mike Smith. I'm telling you, Gabe, I searched around today. If Ben Bishop is healthy for Dallas, if there's any way, I like them to upset Winnipeg in the first round. I know that's not going to be a popular thing here in Canada, 
But I'm telling you, the Dallas Stars have all the formula. Them and St. Louis would be spoilers. I got Dallas at 12-1 to 1 for the Western Conference game. I think the West is wide open. I think Gamblues, Lightning are better than everybody else. If anybody's going to take them down, the you know, teams, I think uh, probably Boston would be that team. And if Toronto beats them, they played well against Tampa Bay. But I'm telling you, Gabe, the West, you get the value there with St. Louis and Dallas. Those teams have the grinding defensive style that are going to give teams fits. The Jets are cold right now. A lot of those big upset dogs in the West are the ones that are peaking right now. You might get a nice price, fellas. Just for the record, the Eastern Conference has won the last three Stanley Cups. So, the, yep. you know, not, not often discussed, but the Eastern Conference has won three straight Cups. What do you think, Lou? Yeah, I, I, I agree with both of you. I do think the West is just going to be so big and heavy and physical. Each first-round winner is just going to limp into the rest of the playoffs, we're crying out loud. And, and in the East... Uh, and I agree with Cam also that that's, that Dallas and, and St. Louis are entering the playoffs white, freaking hot, and Winnipeg can't stop shots, and their goaltender's not that. I mean, there's a lot of teams in the West that big that'll put up a good fight like Nashville and Winnipeg, but I don't know if they're going to go far because these other teams could be coming up. So I agree with both of you uh, on in that regard. In the East. Uh, you know, I think Boston can give Tampa Bay fits. However, Boston's got to get by Toronto, and they've played each other in first round the last few years with Boston always winning. Toronto's the kind of team, if they get roaring, they could potentially give Boston some trouble. So uh, I, I look at that series as very interesting, and I really like what's going on in Carolina. Uh, and with that said, Carolina against Washington intrigues me again as another potential uh, maybe dog outfit that we could look at, look for. So uh, I know we don't have much time, and it's coming up next week, but we'll surely pipe in more a week from now. And I sure appreciate you guys giving me time uh, each week to talk about uh, the passionate sports that we love. You know what sucks, though? It's crazy. So the season ends, and it boom. Not a lot of turnaround. I guess we kind of know the matchup, True. but not a lot of turnaround for betting purposes. Like, you know, you got to be honest right away, Cam, essentially, as soon as the, the prices come out. Because you don't want to think, yep. oh, I should have parlayed that, you know, this series with that or done this and taken this exact games. You got to let it all sink in. But I love this time of year. It's what, you know, really from a gambling perspective, I've sort of gone through the motions, which it's not a smart thing to do. Since the NFL's been over, uh, yeah, I got into the NCAA tournament for the first you know two weeks here. Now I'm burnt out of that, but um, and I'm into baseball. I've been doing pretty well with baseball, but uh, I love the playoffs time of the year for betting. Like from a yep. fan perspective, it's fun too. But from for betting, like the NBA, the NHL, I love seeing those series prices. I love betting series. I'm not the most patient person for futures, but I do like betting series prices. For years in a row, Lou, I hit uh, the NBA, basically the Golden State Warriors and whoever wins the uh, the Stanley Cup. <laughs> but I've done it for years going back. The Stanley Cup winner and the NBA Finals winner parlay together. And I've had, I've had good success with that parlay uh, over the years. Big, big fan of this time of the year. It's uh, time, and maybe I'll even get out to a game. Pittsburgh Penguins and New York Islanders be, uh, should be a good time out there. Well, that'd be oh, wicked. Uh, that Nothing better than playoff hockey. The electricity in the stadium, everything is 
unmatched, completely unmatched. And anyone that has the chance, I would tell them to do it. I've been to cup championships, cup finals, a game one, a game three. I've been to playoffs, nothing better. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to talking more about it because it's going to be an unbelievable playoff season. I was there when the um, when the Canadians won the cup with Patrick Waugh in 1993. I was in I was in the building, um, which was uh, pretty cool. But one thing you know, if you ever had an awards there, if you ever there when a team's gonna win, you got to think ahead and uh, and remember to buy a lot of beers because if you want to stay after the game, you know they they shut stuff down. That was the good old days though. Yep. They used to shut it down pretty late, five minutes left in the game or something like. <laughs> Now, now we're in a nanny state. And you were still bitching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are they shutting beers. down before they go to the game? I literally bought 12 beers uh, at the end. And the Yankees just leave so many freaking runners on in, in scoring position. 1-1 after six innings with the lowly Detroit Tigers. LouGamblu.com. Thanks, Lou. Have, Have a great one, week, everybody. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. the Brooklyn Nets tonight at the Barclays Center. Massive game for the uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Brooklyn are in danger of uh, missing the playoffs. It's you know it's really really tight uh, right now in the Eastern Conference in the National Basketball Association. When you look uh, you look at sixth, seventh, eighth place, a lot of stuff can still happen. Toronto Raptors really aren't playing for anything uh, tonight. It's an advantage uh, for the Brooklyn Nets, yet still Toronto are still a good team, and Toronto's bench can still beat you. So Brooklyn's going to be in tough tonight. Disappointing effort in the in the fourth quarter the other night against um, against uh, the Milwaukee. Milwaukee Bucks. But, yeah, looking at the standings right now, Cam, the Miami Heat are in eighth place. The Orlando Magic are in ninth place, but they're only half game back. Yep. They're only a half game back. Um, so they're a half game back of Miami. Miami are only yeah. a half game back of Brooklyn. And Brooklyn are only a half game back of Detroit. <laughs> so, like, Orlando's got any the one of these tonight, like, too, Gabe. That's a big advantage. Yeah. At home, 13 They all lost the so. other night. Like, so exactly. They have to take advantage of this. And if you remember, I think it was the game we got screwed on our parlay. I think the Knicks beat them last time they played. It was, uh, I don't even want to talk about it, but. No, was, no, the, um, Bulls. the Bulls. Benny yeah, the Bulls. like if the Brooklyn, if the Brooklyn Nets lose, if the Brooklyn Nets lose like three games in a row, they could be out type thing. Like same sure. with the Miami Heat. Same thing with the Detroit Pistons. Same with Orlando. So basically Detroit, Brooklyn, Miami, and Orlando all in must win situations 
uh, out west, it's really crazy, but it's a little different. They all know they're in. They all know they're in, and we should tip our cap actually to uh, to Russell Westbrook. Eighty-seven fantasy yep. points last night. Fantastic. Twenty twenty. A, a triple double double. Unbelievable. Only Will Chamberlain did it before. Yeah. That was an amazing performance. I would have figured that he would have gotten more than 87 fantasy points, though. Yeah, you deserve 100-plus for that effort. I'm yeah. with you. Well, 